0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Producers Podcast. I'm Ty Fuji and I'm joined by Mr.
1: Cullen Zanker. What's good, man? Oh man, you know, Prime Day's here. I've spent uh, way too much money these last few days. Got a lot of stuff I don't need and uh, the Nuggets are still champions, so all is good, my man.
0: It's all good, it's all good. Yeah, all my, all my money has just been spent on uh, my typical monthly expenses, you know, my gym membership, all that. Oh, I did spend like 20 bucks on, on cake today. I, it's my dad's birthday today. So.
1: Oh, well, happy
0: birthday to your dad. Yeah. Good day. Yeah, just being a, a good, dutiful son. Uh,
1: <laughs> Look at you over there.
0: Yeah, but, you know, more money, more, more problems, I guess. Ah. But you know you know what gets monies? Championships, rings. Ain't no doubt uh, about it. But there's a big issue with, uh, with you know, in, in our world of sports. Sports media, sports discussions. Just talking about sports, the uh, great figures in our in in sports, the great basketball players, the Tom Brady's, the Bill Russells, the Peyton Mannings and the Dan Marinos. There's this big pervasive issue in my mind of ring culture, right? The the idea that, you know, the amount of rings is the be all end all, especially in the NBA discussions, right? Especially, you know, affecting what should be regular season awards that we've seen firsthand with Jokic and now and now with Embiid, like so, you know.
1: What's your what's your general opinion on, on ring culture? Well, I I think ring culture actually has a very a very specific space uh, space in sports, and I think that it actually does belong in a lot of ways and and for a lot of reasons. And you mentioned one player in particular there, and that was Dan Marino. And when you look back at Dan Marino, especially when he was still playing during the same time John Elway was, there was always the talk of, you know, well, Elway and Marino were alike because Marino didn't have a ring. Elway ends up with two, and now the GOAT conversation now has definitely changed to Tom Brady. I mean, it is Tom Brady (laughs) in the NFL as far as that goes. But Marino isn't even part of the discussion anymore. Marino isn't even part of that talk, you know. Elway, Elway will get thrown in there by some Broncos fans here and there a lot of times, and he yeah. was probably and, the and best player biases. of his generation at that time, right? But you don't hear Marino at all put in anywhere, uh, put in anywhere at all during that discussion either, because during during those discussions, you start talking about those that have championships, those who have won it all, because nobody remembers a runner up. And you remember the teams that beat the champions or the teams that are the champions. And usually to be the champion, you have to beat the champion. And when you go back time and time again, is it unfair for some guys like a, you you were talking about basketball, like a Malone and Stockton who just got caught up in the Michael Jordan or Hakeem Olajuwon uh, against those teams when they had a chance? I mean, is it unfair? Yeah. But also you got to beat the best and they weren't able to beat the best. And so, you know, for those guys being the goat and always chasing it, you know, you get it because you even saw Carmelo specifically chase that ring by going to L.A. at the end of his career to try and catch a ring when he could barely play anymore. I mean, the mailman was on the uh, was on the Pony Express delivery service. He was not moving fast. Yeah, at all. like the mailman
0: was going for his pension by by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but my issue is like it, it's the, a lot of the Talking Heads. A lot of people tend to default to the people with a lot of rings. A lot of them tend to it, it tends to be so pervasive that we reach a consensus, and that it it ultimately becomes you know a reductive to a lot of the discussions that not not just. Historically speaking, like with the Tom Brady's and the, he's versus the Peyton Manning's, but also like current, current stuff, like we're, we're seeing that firsthand, like Jokic was getting killed and for not having a ring, getting all of his MVP accolades, same with Giannis getting, getting killed for not winning at all, getting, while well, he was winning MVPs. And now it's Embiid's turn getting just killed, getting, getting called the, the, the pity MVP because he hasn't made it out of the second round because he hasn't won at all. And. You know, to preface this, of course, Embiid, all all three of those players are worthy players to win that regular season award. But you know, I, I feel like it's when it starts getting when the ring culture, when the ring discussion starts affecting the regular season awards, when it starts affecting, when it starts uh creating consensus th- things, when when it just becomes the go to count the rings. I I, th- I feel like it just becomes so reductive to any any really meaningful deep discussion because uh, you know by and large championships are team accomplishments they they really are and t- of course that th- their uh, their greatness affects that there was a major part in that but it takes all 52 all all everyone 12, on, all 12 22 yeah. <laughs> you know it, it takes everybody
1: it takes it takes a village right it does but when you when you say that, if you look at what Jokic did at the end of the season, though, could he have played in those last few games and probably won the regular season MVP? Yeah, absolutely. Probably but- and he probably could have played and he probably would have been fine and put up, you know, two or three more triple doubles. Yet he sat to win a championship. And as you talk about the team culture winning that championship Makes you part of the best team and makes you part of the greatest conversation, and that—that's you can't you can't be one of the greatest or one of the best ever and not have a championship. It's just it's really difficult to be in that area and say that you weren't there. I mean, where is Andrew Luck nowadays?
0: Actually, funny thing, apparently, he still lives uh, close by to the Colt Strength Facility.
1: <laughs> they might call him if Anthony Richardson needs some help <laughs> over there. I don't know. He probably will tell him not to run into the Broncos' linebacking core and and uh, get hurt. But that you know, Andrew Luck was a great example of such a very talented guy, but a guy who he's going to be lost in the NFL, you know, sphere or the NFL just dust because he was never part of a championship team. He was never around long enough. You know, it's it's it it is an unfortunate thing for a lot of players because there are a lot of great players out there, but I just simply can't see how you can be one of the best without getting a championship.
0: So does that preclude uh, Dan Marino and Carl Malone and 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 like from being one of the greatest? Or just like are, are they simply great? Are they simply great? Or are they still great? Uh, or are they simply, or are they not in the greatest of all time? Like does Dan Marino's? Here's here's my thing. Does Dan Marino's lack of a ring does does that affect his legacy as one of the great pastors of all time as one of the as one of the great innovators of the of the league
1: no okay so that's a different like yeah because because what he did was yeah he changed some things i mean the way he could get rid of the football dan marino i mean i remember watching him still in his final year against the broncos and he his release of the football was so quick and it was you know it just got to the receiver so fast it was it was like their timing was. I mean, we talk about Peyton Manning and his sync and his timing, but this was something different because it came out like a fastball. And so, yeah, that doesn't mean that he wasn't great, but the greatest. You just can't have a list without a. Cha- you can't be on that list without a championship, and I agree with that absolutely. But my, my I think I should take my point a little a little more.
0: Um, like I, I feel like a lot of players kind of get, kind of get reduced. To the rings, to the, to the amount of bling they have, right? Instead of just taking them as they are and appreciating them as they are, and I, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of that really boils down to just are the rings and the expectations for them, right? Like a, a lot of people tend to point to Tom Brady as the consensus default well, goat, well, although Peyton Manning, he, you could argue that Peyton Manning's more of the the more
1: individually excellent player. Yeah. Yeah. You could easily argue that, but at the quarterback position, especially you are the leader of that team and things are, you know, when you look back at the Broncos last championship and you say, well, what won that Peyton Manning was a part of it, but it was the defense, you know, Peyton Manning really wasn't the leader. He was a leader in the clubhouse but he wasn't the reason why they really won it. You know, he was a big part. But when you look at Tom Brady's championships, you know it's over and over and over again him driving the team down. And sometimes it was Vinatieri getting him the field goal. Sometimes it was him getting the touchdown. But you also blame Brady for the imperfect season. You know, eighteen and oh no. <laughs> When they right. lost to the Giants and and you remember the David Tyree catch and you remember Eli Manning escaping and, you know, Eli Manning winning two Super Bowls over them. You remember those because you remember those Super Bowls really in particular, not just because the Giants had some good games, but because they beat the best ever. And, you know, there was going back to basketball who beat Jordan? Nobody. Right. And that's why it's hard to go against a player like Jordan as the greatest ever because he just couldn't be beaten. And that that's where those rings come into play in that culture and where some of these guys, yeah, they, they deserve to be considered great, but when you're chasing it, that's what a lot of these guys want. They want to be enshrined on that list. Always always at the top of the mountain. And it does preclude others who don't move. And there was a fear that Jokic would ne- we talked about it here in Denver. If Jokic doesn't win a championship, there's no way he's getting the respect of the national media or even, you know, possibly Hall of Fame voters down the road if he doesn't get a championship. Right. Because we've seen what's happened with the Denver Broncos and the backlog of the orange crushed defense and guys not being able to get in. They didn't have a championship. Mm-hmm. So you know, you say, Well, Although according it, to a story by Saint,
0: from Sandy Clough, uh, there there is some politics behind the scenes that kept Randy Gratchar from
1: the hall. And and once it gets to that point, I we saw that with Atwater the other year. There's there are politics that go in right uh, to there, there's yeah. some politicking and some pushing that you need to yeah, do and, to get out there and, to and give think yourself a, the votes.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of that just goes back to. The the narrative, the story of these leagues, the story of these players, right, of these great figures, because you know, time back to Michael Jordan, because all throughout the eighties he was he he was considered to be great, but he but the narrative was he could never or win win a ring, he did, he can't win it, but then the nineties came and he became Michael Jordan, <laughs> the, he became the goat, right, and and in, in all this I think ring culture just ties back to narratives and expectations, right, like so. Our expectations for all these great players is that, okay, if you're so great, reach the mountaintop, right? But and and a lot of uh, a lot of these players, although it seems to be a little inconsistent to me, because like take a take a Connor McDavid and, and a Mike Trout, because Trout, for example, because all, all throughout their careers they've been faced with, you know, yeah, they're great, but it's just the same that they they're not winning a ring, that they're not winning at all, that they, they can't win at all because their teams aren't good enough. Because they're the only guys on the team, right? And I, I, I'm, I'm just a little... I scratched my head thinking, okay, these guys are easily the greatest in their sport, but there's not that expectation for them to win a ring.
1: And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up baseball because one thing that I was thinking as you brought this up was ring culture and the best baseball players. And, sure, a lot of them won rings, But a lot haven't also. Baseball is much more of an individualistic sport. I mean, it is your at-bat. It is your, you know, fielding percentage. It is your war. um, The war wins against above replacement. You know, it it is your stats that follow you around in your career. And it's unlike these other sports. I think you can have a greatest ever. That's not on a winning team simply because you, huh. you, you. I know, I know, it's weird, but like you look at Shohei Otani and what he has done, he can't hit all nine times. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't. Uh, he can't pitch every game. He can't close every game. He can't do a lot of these things. So he's relying upon. Four other pitchers and eight other batters, and granted, he does have Trout, and I, I still don't know how the Angels haven't been able to put anything together um, with those two. I, I mean, I no the clue.
0: the front office the upper management there is kind of kind of a mess. It's, it's a, I, a freaking mess over there.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to say something's worse than the Rockies, but man, to have those two talents in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, in the same you know ballpark on your team in the same clubhouse and, and not be able to compete. And not to mention when,
0: when Mike Trout's actually playing. Yes, yeah, unfortunately but, he's out. But, right that, now. but that's an interesting point. Like, it's because between baseball and hockey, they're both very. It, it's it's not like uh, football and basketball where the big star players have a huge amount of influence, right? Yeah. Well, like, like because we've seen in recent years between Patrick Mahomes and and Josh Allen and and uh, you know of course with basketball, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, LeBron. Like a, a lot of those guys have a ton of pull with within every single game whenever they're they're on the field, right? Yeah. Like they have a ton of sway over the flow of the game, over their own accomplishments. Whereas in baseball, like you mentioned, it's very individualistic. Like you, one man cannot carry you to to the playoffs, let alone to a, a ring. And like like with hockey, the most any star player can play like feasibly is half a game. Yeah, like half the the, the minutes on ice, some
1: odd minutes, it, it, uh, maybe into the thirties. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's extremely rare you know, that anyone hits uh, half an hour on the ice. Yeah, is right. Yeah, unless and, it's and, overtime.
1: <laughs> We've seen yeah, some uh, overtime, some triple like, overtimes, but that's your, crazy. You're
0: basically running the mill game. Like it, it's like like that's interesting. So and then that's another thing for the ex- expectation that like contrary to basketball and and football, like baseball and hockey don't necessarily have that expectation there's not a huge discussion about ring culture in baseball and in mlb and nhl right
1: i i think there there's still some more in the nhl than major league baseball because you also so? yes yeah because with that in the nhl also and i don't want to say it's the ring culture but the difference between the, the that and culture. baseball <laughs> the, the, yeah the cup culture because the, the, the cup's the
0: ultimate prize and oh, it's, it, it, it's the ultimate
1: prize in sports but but in hockey, what's happening is those five guys on the ice, they're all handling the puck every time. Whereas baseball, you could go a game and not have one ball hit to you. You could walk three times and not have any statistical influence at all on the baseball game. Right. Literally, you could have nothing like you didn't even play like you were not a part of the game at all i mean i always think of field of dreams where it's like it says he made it to the leagues but he has no stats or anything in baseball you can have no impact at all in the game but in hockey you are at least being part of the play there's very few times that someone actually has any ice time in hockey where they don't have some part of a play like where they're not touching the puck or hitting another guy in baseball, like I said, there are times where, literally, it's like guys could have just taken the day off. You could have put you could have put anybody in there, and they would have done just as good because they wouldn't have to do anything. Um, and that's even why there's the push for guys like you know Barry Bonds. Like, well, wow, yeah, did he do? Is it a controversial subject? Yes, of course. But Absolutely. also individually, statistically he did some things and things in Pittsburgh that if you watched him, then you could tell he was one of those guys who probably didn't need it and just got wrapped up in it, but he did stuff that was unbelievable. And unfortunately for the game of baseball, now that they've changed some rules, I think people are coming back, but that era of baseball, the home run chase between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, those things saved baseball. It wasn't teams and dynasties. It was players individually that saved it. And you have teams that are in sports that it seems like football hockey basketball is still kind of it's much more player driven but in football and hockey people are fans of teams it seems and they follow them and you want to see your team always beat that dynasty you wanted to see you know if you're a Giants fan or anyone else in the country besides the uh, northeast beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl those are the things that you know you want to get that ring and say I beat them.
0: Right, right, and yeah, and, and that's so contrary to like football and baseball are so counter, so contrary to each other. Yeah, right. Because football is the ultimate team sport. Mm-hmm. Like a team cannot be functional if every level of the of the unit isn't isn't working if they're not working together. Whereas baseball is so individualistic, which is why, yeah, you know, I think it's just so reductive, especially for football, because you know. What what's because of course quarterbacks they I totally understand it for quarterbacks they can make or break receivers they can make or b- break individual players they can make the other players look good but you know the receivers they can't do jack without time to block without without uh, without their quarterback but running backs they can't do anything without a line to block for them yep. or a, or and a quarterback and skill positions to take the heat off of them and the offensive line they they look awful behind. Well,
1: in front of a bad head quarterback yeah yeah they don't they don't look good and, and yeah. offensive and, line and, or and defensive line don't get a lot of love in football yeah as, as important as they are they are yeah because that first and, line yeah,
0: especially like with the linebackers if if there's a, a missed assignment on the on the d line the linebackers are gonna get it's way out of position they're gonna be way behind in the ball uh you know the, and of course not to, to say nothing of the secondary without a good uh, d line without a good front seven they they're cooked right and, and and it's just so weird that a lot of these guys is are are by the rings maybe it's just an easy metric because a, a lot of the time the narrative the narrative and the expectation is it, because it's easy according to the jewelry it's easy as opposed to just really looking into it and, and looking into the context like you've like you've mentioned all all throughout the podcast that's uh, like and, and really analyzing and breaking it down it's yeah, it's kind of really, yeah, which is why I find it especially reductive in football.
1: Well, and, and that's why I said, like, you—it's one of those things why you can still be a great player without yeah, winning a ring, but you cannot be amongst the greatest. And you know, so to say someone wasn't great because they didn't win a championship, I think is false. But right. You, like I said, there's just no way that I could personally put someone on the greatest list ever without having that ring because it does signify overcoming all other odds, all comers, everybody. You beat everybody that stood in your path. You were the last one standing. No one could defeat you. And that's why the rings are so important and why if someone wants to be part of the greatest, offensive line, defensive line, special teams, Whatever it is, you got to get a ring. I, I mean, you will remember some stuff. You know, will uh, Will Prater be one of the best kickers ever because he had beaten the record for the longest field goal? I mean, he's not going to get enshrined anymore. Someone's, uh, you know, ju- uh, Tucker's obviously past that. But, yeah, it's, can you consider him one of the greatest ever? No, probably not. He wasn't part of a championship team.
0: I mean, Kickers and punters don't really get.
1: <laughs> oh no, they definitely don't it, get a lot of in love the first place. Like,
0: yeah, I, I think I think like there's only two kickers in the entire. Great
1: guy I know is one of the punters.
0: Yeah, he's the only punter. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. True. His induction ma- made the made the Hall of Fame a complete team. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the only the only kickers are Jan Stanneerood and George Blanda in the Hall of Fame. And and so I mean, and George Blanda was a quarterback part time, right? Primarily, actually. Mean, yeah. But but I digress. But but I I totally get where you're coming from. A lot of that. That is a lot of that is completely fair, like in the historical aspect of it, in the, in the historical context of it, like dis- discussing the history of the game and looking back and breaking down the players. But my issue is like when it's inf- when it's influencing discussions on current players currently playing right now, right? Yeah, yeah. When it's cr- when it's just influencing discussions uh, like about regular season awards. When it's just what ones better than the other by default because because the ring when their stories are still being played out that, that's kind of what bugs me
1: yeah and and I know the Giannis part happened he, he, there was talk earlier in the year because Giannis had already won while he was healthy until he fell out of the discussion for the MVP with Jokic but it, it's always it's always talked about because I, it deserves to be you know if you're not the leader of your team or leading your team you know, to that promised land, you know, once again, it's hard to really put you in the discussion with some of those greats and you can right, do but, amazing but, things, but you, you just can't be part of that club. You know, I, I want to be part of, I want to be part of that six foot tall club sometimes, you know, maybe my baseball career would have been a little bit better if I, if I could have been a little bit taller or I, I could have been be a baller or a shot collar, 20s blades on the Impala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, but, but but my, my issue is like how it's, just influencing a lot of the perception of the players as they're being played, instead of like really taking the player as they are and really acknowledging and acknowledging them as they are, acknowledging the greatness and acknowledging them without an agenda, without a narrative, without expectation, just acknowledging the player and really appreciating them because it's it's so because it's putting a lot of undue pressure and it's putting a lot of like. Why aren't why aren't you like this? Why can't you be normal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, a few things you can look at. You look at the NFL draft. I mean, where do players get drafted from? Teams that are in contention. I mean, Alabama always has some. Georgia mm-hmm. had a. Bu- I mean, Georgia had what five defensive guys in the first round last year? I mean, wh- four, whatever it was. Wasn't that Georgia? Yeah, that's why I said Georgia. Al- no, I said Alabama, and then and then look at Georgia last year that they had like mm-hmm. five defensive players.
0: I guess I was distracted, distracted by my water <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah I mean Alabama I was saying Alabama every year has people but then if you check Georgia it's last year what they did in the championship I mean these guys got drafted even amongst some character concerns and if you looked at the Denver Broncos if the Denver Broncos this offseason you know they got uh offensive line help from the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers guys that both of those teams let go Let's say that the Broncos went and got an offensive lineman from the Atlanta Falcons who were terrible or the Houston Texans who couldn't protect their quarterback um, or the Chicago Bears, you know, any of those top, top picks in the NFL draft. If the Broncos went and got guys who weren't any good on other teams that were bad, what would you be saying? Would you be questioning their sanity right now? Why are you bringing in a guy who couldn't help a team win more than five games, four games, three games that that's, you know, you, it's that winning mentality and winning breeds, winning type of attitude. And so that's where that comes from is that you want people with the championship um, DNA in them. You know, you always talk about Trevor Lawrence, you know, Trevor Lawrence in the NFL, he won at every level. There are guys who even a guy like Tebow, Tebow was a winner. It wasn't pretty, but he was a winner. And there's something to be said for that. And even bigos talked about it multiple times. Whenever Tebow came into that, uh, huddle, you believed in what he said. You, you might've thought he was, you know, blank crazy, but you believed him and, and you knew he was going to give it his all. But there's a championship DNA, a championship attitude that goes with that, and that's why, you know, teams need to change culture. And You know, we talk about with the Broncos. The Broncos culture has been losing the last few years, and Sean Payton coming in, he's tra- trying to transform that culture into a winning culture, and that should transform into championship culture. And even, you know, if 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 Russell Wilson, I don't know how this will happen, but let's say Russell Wilson goes out and wins. Three rings. You forget all about last year. You forget all about the 2022 season that he had. And you put it all on Hackett. You put it all on whatever. Because then he's brought back that championship mentality. Then he's brought back the old Russ. He's brought back the guy in Seattle who looked like he was on his way to the Hall of Fame, not the guy who looked like he was at the end of his career last year.
0: Hmm.
1: Like it changes your whole viewpoint once you start winning, right? Russell Wilson wins one, even one more Super Bowl. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, we could deal with this guy for a few more years. But, I can see that, yeah. But he's, he's a former Super Bowl champion. And so it's uh it's definitely, what have you done? And, you know, we do tend to forget some of the end times. You know, I mentioned MJ. You kind of forget what happened with, with the Wizards at the end. You conveniently <laughs> yeah. lose that memory. And luckily, you know, here in Denver we've had the Sean Payton, or the Sean Payton, the Peyton Manning story. We have too many Paytons. Um we have the Peyton Manning story that ended in victory, it ended in a Super Bowl uh, after after a really bad loss. But you know, luckily we have those stories that aren't as bad and um, or that don't end the way that MJ did. But you still remember most of that really, really, you know, high levels of greatness.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot to be said about like the the like an- analysis, like. Historical preservation context and versus a lot of the, you know, storytelling, right? Yeah, it, it all ties back to the stories of these, these great figures of these of these leagues of these of sports, right? And, and it's it's all just an ever evolving story that happens in reality, right?
1: Yeah, we're never going to yeah. tell our bad story. I mean, we'll we'll have fun with some of the bad stories about ourselves, but trust yeah. me, we all like to tell the great stories of accomplishment or success or fun or great things that we've done. It's not. You know, when you're telling or writing a story, that's what people want right. to talk about. You don't want to, you know, talk about a loser story. You, maybe you call, you know, don't call it a comeback. You call it a comeback yeah, story. Yeah, or or you you have or
0: and of course a lot of talking heads like to put their expectations on this other person's story, right? Yeah, yeah, and and and, and like no, no, but, like this this is nice. Is nice. It's supposed to go like if you want your story to be this, you got to prove this, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, sometimes like you, you, basically you just got to her- earn your happy ending. Yeah, it, it's it's true. Um, you know, yeah, you got you got to earn it. You got to put in the time and you're you also have to be helped. When we mentioned Jordan earlier, I mean, he couldn't win it, but then he got some help. And it does take a team to win all these things and and that's why, you know, when I talk about baseball, it's so weird just because it's it, You know, they've opened it up so more teams make the playoffs. But in the the past, it was so difficult just to make it there. And so, you know, you need a lot of help from all your other guys. And in football, all 11 guys moving at once for one common goal on both sides of the ball. Hockey, all five guys going the same way. Basketball, um, unless you have a – oh, my goodness, I'm going to blank on his name. JaVale McGee just uh, cherry-picking at the other end of the court type of moment. Usually all those guys are running back on defense. Right. Um, and, and that's the beauty of sports is that it really is the true team. And the team wins. Everything accomplishes it. But, yeah, some guys do get more accolades than others. And, you know, there are always going to be those. Just like Jokic and Murray got so much of the accolade for the Nuggets, even though Bruce Brown and KCP and Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon and MPJ, they were all a big part of it. Michael Malone, you know. I mean, coaches. The coaches' discussion. And we we don't. I don't. I know we don't have time to go into it. But the coaches' discussion is another one, because we don't talk nearly enough about the coaches who, you know, w- don't win them. You know, the coaches who get there and get close. They often are outcast. You know, oh yeah, ostracized. They, they, they John major, Fox. Yeah, <laughs> You get a major or stigma against them, like Mar- Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, Marvin Lewis. I mean, there are so many examples of a coach who couldn't help a team get over the hump right and then you have the Bill Belichick's of the world and you know even the people still clamoring for Mike Shanahan to come back and yeah uh, you know there's there is that DNA I mean Sean Payton got a second chance because he's won a championship over some other guys who I not necessarily are more qualified but I think we're qualified to have a head coaching position in the NFL yeah absolutely and it's because he's won Right. So, yeah. Right. Like. And, and so I'll, I'll let, let's leave with this.
0: Like in the just in the discussion of the of you know sports discourse in general, like strictly the sports discourse, not not talking the legacy of of the players or like it anything sports related. How much, like, what degree should ring culture play a part in? Like, to to what degree is, do you think is the best balance, at, like the the narrative and expectation and storytelling of of the of the players as opposed to like context
1: and analysis i think that as a you know for a player um i 80% of your of your story in the nba 80% of what you are doing is about winning a championship um you know maybe even higher because no team goes into the season not wanting to win the championship right some teams know they're not going to but you don't ever hear a team saying they don't want to win a championship so it's that mentality that's point yeah play. yeah championship ring that's why i mean 80 percent might even be low i think in a player's mind it's you know 100 percent want to be that championship want to be the best you know but I can't say it's a hundred percent because some players also just want to go and get paid and do the best, show off, and go get paid. Yeah, you know, hello, Jeremy Grant.
0: And <laughs> and 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 to to a degree, like John Wright and Joel Embiid, like a, a lot of those accolades just matter to people a lot more than than uh, than rings. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and and yeah, for some guys it does, and I I just think that the others. I think for the others, there's there's a lot more players who care more about championships than those NBA individual accolades or NFL or NHL or even Major League Baseball. I think a lot of those guys in Major League Baseball do want to win the championship. It's just the way that the game is. It's very individualistic. Um, so, right. yeah, so I got to say most of those guys, they, they're all chasing a ring. And if they're not early on in their career, they're chasing yeah, but, the but, money. Uh, but what about, eventually, uh, they're going like to want us. the ring. What about muggles like us, us We're
0: talking about these guys. Uh, like, what, what do you think is the right amount of? Uh, what do you think is the right balance for the discourse of it of these guys?
1: I mean, I, well, it honestly depends on the context that we want to go into. If, if yeah, we like, want to talk about like greatness and where they stand all time, yeah, it's like uh, historical it's, ring culture. Historical is, that is, is, is definitely a big part of it, right? It's it's easily eighty. A 80 percent of what we should discuss in players in the historical historical discourse Oops, portion of it. 80
0: percent. That's a that's a pretty high amount. Personally, yeah. personally I'd say you know, like half of his half is the. I say like like fifty-fifty for me. Like look look at the rings, sure, but know that the vast majority of players aren't going to win. In the, the a ring, that they're never going to reach the mountaintop, that they're never even going to reach the championship game, that they're never going to reach the dance. And, but, them, but and I, that's why the vast majority aren't the greatest, though. Yeah. But I think, a lot for me, like, just from a historical preservation standpoint, because I, I like to, I really like to get into the historical side okay. of things. And I guess it just depends on the, varies from person to person. Like, for me, as a historian, and so to speak, I, I like to just look at, the context. I like to look at the context of their influence on the game, on on their position and, and their era, and 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 their their numbers within that era, right? And and I think that's a good 50/50 balance. Like, See, yeah, I, I can I can look at them as, as great, but I'm not gonna, but I can I can acknowledge them as not being the greatest, not being like I, I can put them into tiers and kind of organized is my thoughts. Right.
1: And and I can understand that, but I think to one player in particular, I mean, J.R. Smith, when he was with the Nuggets. I mean, all you can remember, there are two things I remember. I remember him shooting lights out every once in a while and then me banging my head against the wall on why is he still shooting. And you know what? I can't tell you individual games. I can't tell you. I'm sure Cavs fans feel the same way. I, I can't tell you individual games, but you know what I can remember him specifically doing? It's winning the championship with the Cavs and not wearing his shirt for over a week. You know, I can remember him celebrating as a champion. I can remember that. I can't remember individual games, but I remember him walking around everywhere and the talk of him just—is he ever going to put his shirt back on? Type of context because it was a championship moment, and that's and that's why it becomes such a discourse. Because as us, you know, right, the talking right. heads, right, 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 we so want like all I our teams like a, to win.
0: I kind of like it Smith adds yeah, I, yeah, he can shoot lights out. He he's also kind of an idiot <laughs> on, on the court and off the court. Yes, he, he's kind of a, you know, kind of an a hole. But he also won that championship, which is which is important. He was an important role player for that that 2016 Cavaliers team, which was also great, like a sign of LeBron's greatness, and and not not and which was also serves as a detriment to Steph Curry and the Warriors' greatness. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like I, I, that that's kind of the way yeah, I look know. at it.
1: Yeah, and like I said, there's there's not many regular season pictures of teams that are hung up on walls or immortalized forever. It's championship pictures. It's pictures when they've gotten their ring, even if it's a, you know, whatever conference ring or a division ring. Um, those are those are the pictures in those teams that get remembered and I think that, you know, I like said as one the, as one of the people who love to talk sports when we talk. I think if we're talking about our team, we want them to win championships because yeah. championships parades—that's what we remember, and it makes you forget all the miserable, you know, five and twelve seasons. <laughs> Just pick that number out of nowhere, right? You know, or eleven win seasons uh, from a basketball franchise. Right. it makes you forget those things if you win a championship. I mean, I still look back on the Rockies' World Series run with such fondness because right now there's nothing to look forward to. Besides, at least he has All Star Game MVP.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, good for a good for a older guy like that. Yeah. in His first All Star game. Like, Thirty two. That's just a feel good story. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And, and yeah, it, it's I can have this discussion with probably anybody. I, and I could probably get a different answer from yeah. from each and every person. Uh, I, honestly, I think the answer to the question is, it's just a big Rorschach test. <laughs> like, Rinkholster is just a big Rorschach test. How much do you actually – how much do you factor it in into your discourse, like, all time and current, right? Like, it, it's – yeah, I should probably have this discussion with, uh, like, KJ and, and Drew and, and, and my folks and my friends. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great like, one to bring up. Like, honestly, this would – this could be a recurring thing. <laughs> Send it. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, but, we could but, talk about it again when the Rockies okay, when the we, we could. Oh, wait. No. Crickets, no. Crickets? Anyone? Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a good one. It's always good to go out on a joke. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, love you all.